Hi, John Donvan here for Intelligence Squared US. And as you might know, every now and then, as a bonus, we dip into our archive to resurface some interesting excerpts from debates past, especially when they can still add something to a topic that is hot in the headlines right now. Like, for example, we are just days away from the start of the Republican convention. And as it happens, we did a debate back in April 2013, where we had four conservatives debating the future of the Republican Party and what it would take to win the White House. Remember, only months earlier, Barack Obama had been sworn in for his second term after beating Mitt Romney. The motion we were debating that night was this. The GOP must seize the center or die. So I took a listen to see which points made that night connected to the story of the GOP that's about to hold its convention. And the startling thing was hearing how little relates anymore, how a mere three years ago, none of the four smart people on our stage had even the slightest hint that a man named Trump was in the party's future. And how Trump's candidacy has rendered almost quaint the fine distinctions the debaters were trying to make that night about what makes a conservative a conservative and about what it means for the GOP and who should represent the party's future. Here's what I mean. Take this exchange, which unfolded in the very middle of the debate. Radio host Laura Ingram, who with Ralph Reed of the Faith and Freedom Coalition were arguing against the motion, were objecting to a point made by former Oklahoma Congressman Republican Mickey Edwards, who was partnered with New York Times columnist David Brooks. They were both arguing for the motion, which again was the GOP must seize the center or die. Well, Edwards had just asserted that the GOP was losing touch with many Americans by being too opposed to compromise. Ingram goes first, and then you'll hear Edwards. If the Republican Party is as out of touch as you claim it to be, how do we have, uh, how do we have people like Nikki Haley, Susanna Martinez, Ted Cruz, and, Marco, and Rubio. All, Marco Rubio, and all these other people? Where, the where's Marco that, that, Rubio that on immigration? Is, what? I agree with you on these points, but those people don't agree with you. Now Ralph Reed jumps in. Can I Ralph respond Reed. to that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I helped them during their yeah, campaigns, Mickey. I. I, I assure you they agree with me. I don't know about this resolution. I don't want to get too down the rabbit trail of, of immigration, but it elucidates the, the disagreement we're having. Rubio, Cruz, Walker, but no mention of anyone named Donald Trump having any connection to this party, nor in this moment either. Here again is Ralph Reed. And there's no question that the Republican governors whether it's Nikki Haley in South Carolina or Scott Walker in Wisconsin, Bobby Jindal in Louisiana or Chris Christie in New Jersey are among the most popular, reformist, conservative, forward-looking governors in the country. Another era, wasn't it? Nearly every name we just heard was somebody who tried to get the party nomination this time around, but then, well, you know the rest. How many times was Trump mentioned on that night three years and three months ago? Not once. One last excerpt, hearkening back to a time when Republicans argued among themselves over ideology, not a single personality, and when the discourse was filled with ideas and history, not put-downs about the size of a candidate's hands or other bits. Mickey Edwards had just asserted that the Republicans of 2013 had grown too resistant to compromise in the name of ideological purity and so is out of touch. We'll let this run a couple of minutes, starting with Laura Ingram's response. Then you'll hear David Brooks. Well, a compromise over what? If you compromise over the core principles of your party, then you are ultimately representing nothing. And you might as well just be a shimmer or a figurehead 
representing nothing. So compromise on, well, we're going we're gonna to spend X amount of money versus Y amount of money. Oh, that's compromise. I understand what you're saying. But when you say seizing the center, that stands for a set of principles. In the liberal lexicon, seizing the center for Barack Obama never meant, okay, I'm going to actually now look at uh, the way we spend our military money or the way we run our foreign policy differently. He doesn't believe that's seizing the center. Compromise only exists when it sets about to erode conservative so principles. you're saying there are situations where there cannot be compromise? Where well, yes. Okay. Yes, I am. All right. I want to take that, that point back to the other side. David Brooks or Mickey Edwards? Either well, I guess the David first thing Brooks. I'd notice about this debate so far is our esteemed opponents are mostly talking tactics and we're mostly talking substance. Uh, uh, no, actually not. So... They've talked about how to win elections. Mickey and I have talked about how to solve problems. Mickey talked about the problems of political dysfunction in Washington. And that's to start with a position and then behave in a prudential manner to try to ease political dysfunction in politics. And that's a centrist position. We've talked about how to solve those two problems. So neither of us have talked about moving but, to but the, the center. Response heard, the response I, response I heard from Laura was that, that her, her opposition to this notion of compromise is that in certain situations for a party to compromise makes the party not stand for itself. And I see the logic of that. I'd like you to respond to that point, Mickey Edwards. You know, it's not about the party standing for itself. It's about the party standing for the country. Well, let's just say this about what we just heard. That level of discourse almost seems like it comes from a more innocent time. The good thing is we at Intelligence Squared are still able to deliver that. And this is where I normally ask you to make a donation to the program And please, of course, do that. But today we want to ask for your signature on a petition that we launched with Change.org to fix America's presidential debates. You know they're broken. And we know that you like real debates and quality discourse. Look, today's debates tell voters almost nothing that cannot be gathered from a campaign ad. There's no time for depth, no payoff for nuance, no serious discussion of policy. We voters deserve better. And now we're asking you to ask for it. Let's have a real debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump in the Oxford-style format. Please sign our petition at change.org forward slash fix the debates and join the movement on Twitter with hashtag fix the debates. Once again, I'm John Donvan, and thank you.